0: Hello, Miss Powell.
1: Hello, Brother Kapow. Today's date is July 1st, 2019.
0: Wow. Welcome to the Capal Radio Show, which stands for Kingdom Against Powers of Wickedness. Mm-hmm. Our whole focus is exposing the lies and the falsehoods of the enemy and this false system that we call life here mm-hmm. because... This is truth. We're on a temporary, probationary plane. That's right. And there is a narrow gate, a narrow way, a narrow path that you find back to your creator God. Mm-hmm. And that is provided to us through his only begotten son. That's right. Monogenesis. Amen so that's what our whole focus is about. Amen, amen amen.
1: Amen
0: um, So today we're going to continue in our Ezra studies
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we are going to um, we're going to talk about some of the questions that Ezra had answered or asked then the answers to those if uh, you remember the show a couple of weeks ago because last week I played Jacob Prash. Um, instead of the show. But he was talking about the time of judgment and God's ultimate plan to bring salvation to this uh, prison planet that we're on. And so now, beginning in verse 75, we have Ezra asking some questions about death. And ba- his basic question is, he, he puts him, himself, with everybody else and says, when we die, you know, um, before those times come where you're going to renew creation, basically the end of the world in mm-hmm. of time. Uh, do, are we, you know, just tormented at once or what's going to happen? And so he's told uh, by Uriel, hey, which is God's spokesperson, spokes angel, don't count yourself among those people who are going to be tormented. Yes. You're, not, you're not that guy. And then he explains the seven ways, the seven things that happen After a person dies in wickedness and the seven things or seven ways that happen when a person dies in right standing. So it's very interesting. And when you go back and look at the biblical scriptures with this, right, Ms. Cabal? Amen. Uh, We also, I want to say before we get started that this month starting now, July 1st Mm -mm. through the end of the month, we're giving away. That's right. Giving away five of our e-books, our electronic e-books. And those five books are Fate of Holiness, written by Pamela Talgenhoff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Very good book. Excellent book. Christianity of Blasphemy, mm-hmm. written by us. Excellent book. Idolicide, written by us. That's co- That's the killing of idols. That's really good to understand, getting rid of the stuff in your life. A uh, Martial Arts, A Biblical Perspective, written by moi. Excellent here. One of the most hated books out there. Martial art people hate this book.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, they, I mean, really, I had, I've had, i had actual blogs started against this book.
2: I know, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: by so-called Christians, because they can't give up their uh, demonic uh, activities. The you know, martial arts spirits are very strong. That's why they they're, they're martial arts spirits. Uh, they're, they're very strong and warriors, and they, they want to fight. So it's one of the most hated books. So if you want to read one of the most hated books, read this one. It's a biblical perspective on martial arts. It just might help you out. And then A Wisdom of Death, Six mm. Paths to Understanding Loss and Grief. Excellent book. was something I writ, wrote uh, in 2001 after the death of my father and Linda's father mm. within months of each other. And uh, so it talks about that. And that helps you if you're going through a grieving process or anything like that. So those can be obtained at smashwords.com. You cannot get those anywhere else for free. Only on smashwords.com. And to make it easy for you, go to fifth Hook Media. F-I-F-T-H-O-O-K-Media.com. Okay? Just like, like the number fifth with an O-O-K-Media.com. Right there on the first splash page, I have a link to this, our Smashword page, our Fifth Oak Media Smashword page. You go right there, pick up the books you want, throw them in your cart, and when you check out, the free discount will be applied automatically. And you can download these things in a multiple different formats. Text, document, PDFs, whatever you need. So no excuse there's no excuse. That's right. They're free
1: and excellent.
0: Yeah, they're excellent books. You're only gonna get them on Smashwords this month, and then probably never again for free because I'm gonna more likely close that account because I'm mad at PayPal.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, now shall we begin, yep. Mr. Bell? Yes. Let's start with verse 75 in 4 Ezra. Some. Now- sometimes called second esdras Mm -hmm.
1: now do you want me to do like last time and just read everything all the way up to uh, 102
0: yes please we'll get an overview of what we're going to talk about then we'll go back and break them all down Mm -hmm. cool
1: okay it starts in verse 75 i answered and said if i have found favor in thy sight O lord show this also to thy servant whether after death as soon as every one of us yields up his soul We shall be kept in rest until those times come, when thou wilt renew the creation, or whether we shall be tormented at once. And he answered me and said, I will show you that also. But do not be associated with those who have shown scorn, nor number yourself among those who are tormented. For you have a treasure of works laid up with the Most High, but it will not be shown to you until the last times. Now concerning death, the teaching is... When the decisive decree has gone forth from the Most High, that a man shall die, as the spirit leaves the body, return again to him who gave it. First of all, it adores the glory of the Most High. And if it is one of those who have shown scorn and have not kept the way of the Most High, and who have despised his law, and who have hated those who fear God, such spirit shall not enter into habitations, but shall immediately wander about in torments, ever grieving and sad in seven days ways. The first way because they have scorned the law of the Most High. The second way because they cannot now make a good repentance that they may live. And the third way they shall see the reward laid up for those who have trusted the covenants of the Most High. The fourth way they shall consider the torment laid up for themselves in the last days. And the fifth way they shall see how the habitations of the others are guarded by angels in profound quiet. The sixth way, they shall see how some of them will pass over into torments. The seventh way, which is worse than all the ways that have been mentioned, because they shall utterly waste away in confusion and be consumed with shame and shall wither with fear at seeing the glory of the Most High before whom they sinned while they were alive and before whom they are to be judged in the last times. Now this is the order of those who have kept the ways of the Most High when they shall be separated from their mortal body. During the time that they lived in it, they laboriously served the Most High and withstood danger every hour, that they might keep the law of the lawgiver perfectly. Therefore, this is the teaching concerning them. First of all, they shall see with great joy the glory of him who receives them, for they shall have rest in seven orders. The first order, because they have striven with great effort to overcome the evil thought which was formed with them that it might not lead them astray from life unto death. The second order, because they see the perplexity in which the souls of the ungodly wander and the punishment that awaits them. The third order, they see the witness which he who formed them bears concerning them, that while they are alive, they kept the law which was given them in trust. And the fourth order, they understand the rest which they now enjoy, being gathered unto their chambers and guarded by angels in profound quiet and the glory which awaits them in the last days. And the fifth order, they rejoice that they have now escaped what is corruptible and shall inherit what is to come. And besides, they see the straits and toils from which they have been delivered and the spacious liberty which they are to receive and enjoy in mortality. And the sixth order, when it is shown to them how their face is to shine like the sun and how they are to be made like the light of the stars, being incorruptible from then on... And the seventh order, which is greater than all that have been mentioned, because they shall rejoice with boldness and shall be confident without confusion and shall be glad without fear, for they hasten to behold the face of him whom they served in life, from whom they are to receive their reward when glorified. This is the order of the souls of the righteous, as henceforth is announced, and the aforesaid are the ways of torment, which those who would not give heed shall suffer hereafter." I answered and said, Will time therefore be given to the souls after they have been separated from the bodies to see what you have described to me? And he said to me, They shall have freedom for seven days, so that during these seven days they may see the things of which you have been told, and afterwards they shall be gathered in their habitations. In verse 102, I answered and said, If I have found favor in thy sight, Show me further to me, thy servant, whether on the day of judgment, the righteous will be able to intercede for the ungodly or to entreat the most holy, the most high for them.
0: So next week, we'll talk about whether it's possible to pray for the dead. (laughs) Um, You already know the answer then, I'm sure, but hey, we'll keep you in suspense. In suspense. All right. So we have Ezra. Thank God, answering or asking those questions, you know, we all want to ask, like, what's going on? We've learned a lot from this book about the end times, about God's plan, about his um, sending his son, his only mm-hmm. begotten, mono Genesis, for salvation.
2: Mm-hmm. We've
0: learned a lot about this. And so now Ezra is drilling down to, of the time of death, individual deaths, right? He's not so much talking about resurrection and stuff. What happens when you die before that great day, terrible of, of the great day of the terrible Lord, right? That's right. Um, so he says, here's the question he wants to ask, starting in verse uh, 75, 75. Mm-hmm. that after death, as soon as every one of us, so he's, He's I'm talking about all humanity yields up his soul when you die. Uh, shall we be kept in rest until those times come when Thou wilt renew the creation, or until you know the end of the age,
2: mm-hmm.
0: or whether we shall be tormented at once? So Ezra's placing himself, and I remember, this is written, you know, uh, twenty five hundred years ago. Four hundred years before Christ comes on scene, he's he's asking this question. So he's placing himself with all humanity, and he's answered and says, "I'll show you that, but do not associate yourself. Basically, don't put yourself in the same category of those who have shown scorn. Don't number yourself among those who are tormented." That's right. That's not going to happen. You're not that guy, Ezra. And then he explains to him, "For you have a treasure of works laid up with the Most High.
2: Mm.
0: Okay, but it will not be shown to you until the last times. So let's stop right there. Uh, number one, we need to to separate ourselves from those who are going to be uh, tormented because they've rejected." the laws of God and despise the most high, right?
1: That's right. At
0: the same time, we can't be so prideful that we're not taking heed of our own lives and think that we're righteous when we're not. That's right. You know what it's I mean? Very important. That phony Christianity where mm-hmm. you think you're you're good. Those are the hardest people to reach.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: People who are religious and they're, and they're doing um, a pseudo-Christianity that's not really biblical, but they think they're okay. Mm-hmm. And they've bought into the doctrines of men and the traditions of men. They're the hardest ones to reach because they don't see that they need a savior.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's just true. So, <laughs> let's talk about the treasures that are laid up in heaven. Okay. And we'll look at oh. some of those scriptures, Ms. Capel.
1: Let's look at Matthew six twenty through twenty one. It says, "But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys." And where thieves do not break in or steal, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And then in Revelation twenty-two, twelve it says, Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to render to every man according to what he has done.
0: So these are the things that Ezra's told it will be not shown to you until the last times, when you will be rewarded for your works, the deeds that you've done in this body while on this probationary planet, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: or flat earth, flattish earth. All right? All right. It's scriptural. There is treasures of works laid up with the most high. And Jesus goes into great detail in his teachings about this uh, when he's dealing with the rich wealthy young ruler who was religious. He did everything that the law had required of him to do to achieve eternal life. But when he was told to sell everything and give to the poor and come follow Christ and thereby laying up treasures in heavens, he couldn't do that because Mm -hmm. he had much wealth. Yeah. So he wanted to hang on to this world rather than the next world. And uh, it was so astonishing that even the disciples went, what, you know, Mm -hmm. then who can make it? If this guy can't make it, who can make it? And um, so.
1: Yeah. What is impossible with men is possible with God. That's
0: right. So God makes it possible for you to get rid of all, pick up your cross, crucify your flesh and follow Christ Mm -hmm. and lay up treasures in heaven. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 Verse 78, now concerning death, the teaching is this. When the decisive decree has gone forth from the Most High, that a man shall die. Okay? Mm -hmm. As the Spirit leaves the body to return again to him who gave it, first of all, it adores the glory of the Most High.
1: I love that. I
0: know. It's the Uh, first thing it does. I love it. So that's the first thing it does. So that Mm -hmm. is everybody. It doesn't say that just the righteous when they die Mm -hmm. will leave the body and the soul, the spirit returns to him who gave it. That's, that's our God. And only they will adore the glory of the most high. It's everybody. Mm -hmm. It's everybody. Now you got to keep this in perspective. It adores the most high, but those that are dying in wickedness don't stay. Mm-hmm. There, They don't stay there. It's, it's part of the punishment to see like, uh-oh, yeah. there really was a creator God.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Evolution and the Big Bang and everything else I was taught is a lie. There really is a creator God. Uh, I think, now this is, this is Paul spitballing here, it's my, just my personal thoughts on this. A lot of times when these people have near-death experience mm. and they go to the light and they they go to the light and they go wherever I was at. It was the most beautiful place, and it was so peaceful and loving. And mm-hmm. um, and then when they return to the body, they say, "There's there's there's no need to fear death. Yeah, because it's beautiful." And so as a Christian, you're looking like, well, this guy's a son of Satan, and he died and saw heaven. Mm-hmm. So what gives, right? Right. And there was one guy, and he, he was not a famous guy at all, and that's why I believe his story. Uh, we had a we had, had his book. And I forget what it is, but anyway, he had died and he was, he, he was dead for a little longer than most people. And in he, it's all about going to hell and what he experienced mm. in hell. But one of the things he said, I'll never forget. He said, the reason why people see the white light and they have peace and they come back is because they're not dead long enough because he experienced the same thing. But once he stayed dead long enough, it didn't change. Mm before he was uh, yes. allowed to come back. Um,
1: Thank God he did.
0: Yeah, it was a very good book. I think Patrick Meekin had interviewed him on our show years ago. Oh. And, and that's how we we discovered, but he's not a famous guy and that's why it's legit, you know. Um, but anyway, mm, mm, mm. so so when people die, they go and they see the glory of the Most High. Mm. All right, so... Now concerning death, the teaching is when the decisive decree has gone forth from the Most High that a man shall die. So understand that there's a de- decisive decree. You don't just die whenever by random chance. Um, you know, uh, just because.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There isn't a, 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 a decisive a time. Mm-hmm. So there's a scripture for that.
1: Okay, Hebrews nine twenty-seven says... And as much as it appointed for men to die once, and after this comes judgment, so Christ also, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time for salvation without reference to sin to those who eagerly await him. And then Genesis 2-7 says, Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Ecclesiastes 12:7. Then the dust will return to their earth as it was, and the Spirit will return to God who gave it. Um, and there's an examples of that is uh, in Luke 23:46, where it says, And Jesus, crying out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed this last. And then in Acts 7:59. It says, they went on stoning Stephen as he called on the Lord and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, and you read Ecclesiastes too, right? Yes. They shall the dust return earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what happens and it's biblical. The spirit leaves the body and returns to God. Mm-hmm. First, at the very first, Everybody sees and adores the glory of the Most High. They're mm. like, "Wow, wow, there was a God." My personal opinion is the near-death experiences, the NDEs. Most of these people are dead under you know fifteen or twenty minutes at the max before they're revived. It's a very short time, and um, but I think. Uh, in a lot of cases, this, that explains seeing the light and going to the white light and the tunnel and filling that sense of peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't last long. <laughs> they stay dead long enough.
1: Mm. Dear
0: Jesus. Yeah. yeah, I and that's that's just that's my personal opinion. I can't prove that, but to me that that makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: at verse seventy nine, and if it is one of those right one of these sinners one of these wicked people who have shown scorn and have not kept the way of the most high you know you we are, you know we all know who those those mm. those folks are they've shown scorn they've not kept the way of the most high and who have despised his law i mean despised it you just don't want to, you don't want anything to do with god and his law and his mm. moral law and who have hated those who fear god they actually hate people who fear god Right. Mm -hmm. Such spirits shall not enter into habitations. We're going to go back to that, but shall immediately wander about in torments, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: ever grieving and sad in seven ways. And then he's going to go on. We'll we're going to break down these seven ways. So understand that. First, the spirit of a person leaves. The body, when it's decreed, they leave. It's appointed a man wants to die. You see the glory of the Most High. Ah, but if you're one of those souls that have despised God's law, hated those who fear God, and shown scorn to the Most High, that spirit, after seeing and adoring God, shall not enter into habitations. Mm but they're going to wonder about it, torments. What does that mean? Habitations means just that. They're not going to enter into a dwelling place, a tent or a spiritual body or a place of rest. All right? Mm -hmm. So scripturally, let's look at habitation as it applies to believers after death. Okay. Okay? Because later on, when I keep reading, you're going to see that those who follow God and his law do in fact enter habitation after their, their spirit adores God. Mm, Wonderful. So first let's look at habitation after death for believers. Then we're going to look at um, habitation for believers after resurrection, just to show you before the resurrection, if you die before the end of the age Mm or you're, you're resurrected um, in a rapture at the end of the age.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to start first with uh, 2 Corinthians 5, and we're going to read 1 through 11. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us this earnestness of the Spirit. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore, we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of Him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciousness.
0: And there's a lot there, and if you don't understand that, read second Corinthians five, one through eleven yourself over and over, till the Spirit shows you that. Mm -hmm. But that's this is what Paul's talking about. Every time you see a word like earthly house of this tabernacle, dissolved. It's talking about the human body here on this probation planet. And when he talks about, he uses a word building of God, that is a habitation in heaven. It's not necessarily your immortal body for eternal life. That happens at the resurrection after after the judgment seat, Mm -hmm. right? But you're gonna go to a place of habitation, a place of rest. You're not wandering around. He uses the term, a house not made with hands. God has made this habitation. It's eternal in the heavens. This is what Paul's talking about. And Paul's saying, we groan for it. Mm-hmm. We desire to be clothed. See, all this is tent language, habitation language. Clothes upon with our house, which is from heaven. See, if you're really eternal minded, you want to go home.
1: Exactly. Yes, Jesus. You want to go
0: home. If you're not eternally minded, you're concerned about the things of this world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you're eternally minded, you want to go home. That's right. And to go home is to be clothed with the house which is from heaven.
2: Mm.
0: And so he says, if so, so being clothed that way, we won't be found naked. Ezra, Ezra says the same thing about those who are wicked and scornful to God, they won't find habitation. Mm-hmm. They won't be clothed. They're 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 naked wandering around. They, they have no habitation. There's nowhere for them to go. There's no rest. And Paul says, for we that are in this tabernacle, the body right now on this prison planet, do groan. Mm-hmm. We're being burdened. We groan. I mean, some of you do know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. that you're eternal minded and you just want to go home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just want it. You just want it to be over and go home. And Paul says, not that we would be unclothed like the sinners, you know, walking around naked with no habitation, but clothed upon yes, that mortality. This human body is swallowed up in life, mm. eternal life. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Right. And it says he hath brought this self same thing is God. Mm. It's a God thing. And he's given to us that earnest of spirit so if you have that in your heart it's because it came from god
2: amen Thank and you. paul
0: continues that's why he's confident that while we're here on earth in this earthly body in this temporary probationary matrix this phony satanic system that we're, we're we have to we have to struggle to get out of and, and and deal with our dual nature here find that that narrow gate through Christ. Mm-hmm. He says, why we're doing that, we're absent from the Lord. Okay? But we're confident and even willing to be absent. In other words, we're confident, we're even willing to die to be present with the Lord.
2: Yes.
0: Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. As he says, because of that, we labor whether we're alive here or not, or with the Lord or not right now, that we eventually at some point will be accepted of him mm. because we're all going to appear before the judgment seat. Mm. Make a sense? Make a sense to me. Make a sense. Now, how about the habitation for believers after the resurrection? Like say you're still alive. You haven't died yet. Your appointed time hasn't come and Jesus returns. The trump blows. He's, uh, it's, it's time. 1 Corinthians fifteen forty-two
1: through 44 says, so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown a perishable body. It is raised in imperishable body. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness and it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body and it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body.
0: And the two aren't the same thing. Your human body is not going to be genetically modified to be a spiritual body they're two separate things your natural body is sown in other words it goes to the grave or it dies and it's in corruption you are raised incorruptible because of a spiritual body that you're clothed upon
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, did you get first timothy six fourteen? i 16? have it right here oh,
1: okay that you keep the commandment without stain or reproach until the appearing of our lord jesus christ which he will bring about at the proper time He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who alone possesses immortality and dwells in unapproachable light, whom no man has seen or can see, to him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. And then in Philippians 3.21 it reads, Who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory? by the exertion of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself.
0: So Paul understood exactly what Ezra had written hundreds of years before his arrival. (laughs) That's because Paul read the scrolls, all the words of God that were written by the prophets of God. Unlike today where we are given 66 Books that men, a council has said, this is all you get. Mm -hmm. (laughs) To me, it just seems so ridiculous, but it it just, there's so much there. And so you could see going to this, this apocryphal book, how much it vets out the Holy scriptures, these letters that these new Testament writers wrote because they knew this stuff.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And they knew this stuff. So anyway, such spirits shall not enter into habitations. Scornful spirits are not going to go to a place of rest. They're naked. They're not clothed. And it says, but shall immediately. This is after they see the, the, the glory of God and adore it and go, uh-oh. They shall immediately wander about in torments. Okay, so a lot of people have a question. Well, is, is the lake of fire or hell, is that after the judgment? Or did they go to hell right away? This answers your question. They're tormented. Mm. They're ever grieving and they're sad in seven ways. Now, when it says they immediately wander about, don't think they're wandering about the earth like ghosts. They're wandering about in a spiritual realm. And there are people who have died and have gone to hell and come back and they talk about this, seeing this and feeling this, Mm. you know, innumerable people this this incredible sadness and grieving and torment mm. and it says and they're ever grieving and sad in seven ways and then he's going to talk about these seven ways that the scornful are grieving and sad and tormented in and we're going to talk about that but first we're going to take a short commercial break and we'll be right much, back. mucho back
3: Recently, spiritual attacks on innocent people have increased considerably. This is partly due to society's transformation into a satanic cult. Most people are clueless or hopeless in combating this spiritual mayhem. We wish to offer two good books to overcome these attacks. First, Demons in My Marriage Bed, A True Story of Spiritual Warfare, offers one of the most effective training systems in combating spiritual darkness in order to gain personal freedom. Second, Eyes to See Unseen Enemies teaches how to see the hidden dangers which are all around us, even in places we would least expect them. Both books can be purchased on Amazon.com as a paperback or ebook. It is our desire that you will take advantage of these opportunities to increase your effectiveness in spiritual warfare. And learn how to fight back instead of being a victim. We'll see you on the battlefield.
0: And we are back. And a short reminder, this month only, in July, this month only, go to fifthhookmedia.com front page. There will be a link to our Fifth Hook Media publishing account on smashwords.com. Five... Free ebooks. The full books, they're not redacted. They're the full thing that we normally would sell. Put them in your cart at checkout. The discount will apply. Mm-hmm. This month only. Five free ebooks from us. Uh. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I can't say I didn't tell you so. All right. So let's get back with this, Ms. Capel. Verse
1: 81.
0: Yes. So the very first way that the scornful and those who despise God's law and hated it, those who fear God, that are tormented and grieving and sad, the very first way is because they have scorned mm. Jesus. The, most, the law of the most high. That's the very first way. And uh, what does that say about that, Ms. Capello?
1: Well, we go to Mark 5, uh, verse 40, and it says, And they began laughing at him. That's our Lord Jesus. Mm. But putting them all out, he took along the child's father and mother and his own companions and entered the room where the child was. And that was when, uh, I guess, that child was dead. Yes. And when Jesus says, um, he's not dead but asleep, they started mocking him. Yes. And laughing. Now, Jeremiah 2.8 says, The priests did not say, Where is the Lord? And those who handle the law did not know me. The rulers also transgressed against me, and the prophets prophesied by Baal and walked after things that did not profit.
0: Those people, those people, the first way they're tormented is because they have scorned the law of the Most High. Oh, my goodness. They realize that.
2: Mm-mm.
0: The second way is because they cannot now make a good repentance that they may live. This is important because the Mormons believe that they can pray for the dead, whether it be their ancestors or Hitler or whoever, and they go to the temple. That's why they're really big on genealogy because mm-hmm. they get all their ancestors and they go to the temple, and I don't know what they do there. They do Mormon ritual and they pray for the dead. <clears throat> and bring them out of purgatory or you know, I don't know, Catholics do the same thing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Don't they pray for their dead? Yes, they do. Well, that's not uh, a truth, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's not a truth. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here in Ezra, also in our scriptures, it says, because they cannot now make a good repentance that they may live. You can't unring the bell, once a person dies, Whether they're in Christ or not, that bell is rung and you cannot cross the veil back over. It's over.
1: Now is the day of your salvation.
0: Yes. And there's way, way, way too many people, Christian and non-Christian alike, who do not put enough thought and emphasis on this point. Mm -hmm. This is a very temporal life here. And when it's over... It is over. Amen. Um, you have a scripture for that.
1: Hebrew 927 says, and inasmuch as it is appointed for men to die once, and after this comes judgment.
0: So after that is the judgment. It's, you die once, it's not like, and then your relatives pray for you, and they light some candles, and they bring you out of purgatory, and all's good. Mm-hmm. It ain't gonna happen. The dead will realize that there's no way out.
1: Oh dear Jesus!
0: Oh. Um, yeah. It's also like the uh, the the rich man and Lazarus. Mm-hmm. You know, where the rich man was begging Lazarus, please Abraham, let Lazarus go back and and preach to my brothers and to my my relatives. Mm-hmm. You know, and tell them and warn them about the torments of this place. And Abraham says, Look at they got Moses and the prophets every day. Every week they hear Moses the prophet of the synagogue, and if they don't believe, they're not going to believe some guy who came from the dead. That's right, right? Well, they don't believe Jesus Christ, and He resurrected from the dead.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen. Because yes. people,
0: yeah, because people are they're blinded. Mm-hmm. They get they get the they get the demonic stupid on them, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You you can't change it. The third way they're in torments is they shall see the reward laid up for those who have trusted the covenants of the Most High. You know those treasures you lay up in heaven.
1: Yep. It says in Matthew six twenty, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in or steal. And where your treasure is, there your heart will be also.
0: So don't think for one moment that your family member, your loved ones, your mom, dad, your brother, your daughter, kid, whatever, your coworkers, your neighbors that have scorned God will not see your reward if you're a believer. Mm-hmm. They're gonna see that and that is causing torment. The fourth way they shall consider the torment laid up for themselves in the last days. So they're gonna they're, they're wandering around in torments. Part of that torment is knowing that there's something even worse coming. Oh, it's called the lake of fire. Way too many people don't put enough emphasis on this. Your modern day churches don't put any emphasis on that. And so they're doing humans a great disservice. A great disservice. Uh, because Helen said just, well, they're not, they're not talked about anymore. But that's what it's about, really. Because uh, that's what you want to avoid. The fifth way they shall see how the habitations of the others, that's those who follow Christ, are guarded by angels in profound quiet. So in other words, the ones that are scornful and have rejected the covenants are wandering around without a habitation. There's nowhere for them to go. There's no peace. They're tormented. They're, they're just out there sad and grieving and in torment. One of the ways they're in torment is they see the actual habitations, the actual dwelling places of those who love God. And they're guarded by angels and they're kept in this profound quiet and peace. Mm. Wow. That's where you want to be.
1: Exactly. You you want to be in the
0: habitations, not Mm -hmm. on the other side. Mm
1: -mm.
0: The sixth way, they shall see how some of them will pass over into torments. What does that mean? The sixth way they're tormented is is they'll see how others of them will also come there. Mm -hmm. That's the rich man in Lazarus. When he's telling Abraham, please send Lazarus back to my brethren and warned them not to come to this place of torment. I believe that's Luke 16. Um,
1: Do you want me to look it up? Yeah,
0: if you you can, because I keep referencing it and I, I should have had it in here. But I did not. So. That's that's another way they're going to be tormented because they see how some of them, their brethren, their mothers, their dad, their daughters, their son, their neighbors, people they love.
1: You're right. It is 1623. Okay. And it says, um, well, I'll start with number 20. All right. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores and it came to pass that and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art are tormented. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, and neither can they pass to us that would come from hence. Jesus
0: told this narrative, and it's not a parable. It's not a parable. It's not written in parable form. It's not used as a teaching, as a parable. It is a story, a true narrative. And Ezra, 400 years earlier, was saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's a place of torments. Even what uh, Bishop Paul just read said, this place of torments. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can't come back. Okay. The seventh way, which is worse than all the ways that have been mentioned. It's because they shall utterly waste away in confusion Mm. and be consumed with shame and shall wither with fear Mm. at seeing the glory of the Most High before whom they sinned while they were alive and before whom they are to be judged in the last times. Dear God. Mm Ouch. Ouch. No one should be that person. No. Everybody should be warned. Everybody should be warned. And originally when you know the disciples went out and the apostles went out and the early church, and I'm not talking about church organization. I'm talking the early ecclesia, the gathering together of other like-minded believers. This was the message because that's the good news of Jesus Christ to avoid this. That's what it is. And they would preach this stuff. But as as the years went by, and especially now today in modern Christianity, hell and torment and all that stuff, oh my God, they don't even want to talk about sin because they're all homosexuals, you know, celebrating Pride Month with their rainbow-colored hair, whatever they do, right? Mm
1: -hmm. And see, it's because the truth wasn't spoken that these evil spirits have come over. Only when the truth is being spoken can the truth take out the the lies of the devil.
0: It forces out the lies.
1: It does.
0: Truth is the light that shines itself on the darkness and the darkness has to disappear.
1: And it gives life.
0: Yes. That is truth. Mm -hmm. So that's horrible. Now, we're going to take a look at the other side. Now, this is the order of those who have kept the ways of the Most High. When they shall... Be separated from their mortal body. During the time that they lived in it, they laboriously served the Most High and withstood every danger every hour that they might keep the law of the lawgiver perfectly.
1: Praise the Lord.
0: So, right there in that sentence, that tells you a whole lot about who God honors. Who God honors. He honors people that while they're in this mortal body, keep the ways of the most high. While you're in this mortal body that you laboriously served him, you served him. You withstood the danger every hour. What's the danger come from? Your fellow man or spiritual entities? Spiritual entities, that's your danger. And battling the flesh, battling Satan, and battling the world system. And they did this why? So they could keep the law of the lawgiver perfectly. So,
1: um, well, first, um, let's see. First Corinthians fifteen thirty says, "Why are we also in danger every hour?" That was the question. Mm-hmm. And then Romans eight thirty six it says, "Just as it is written." For your sake, we are being put to death all day long, and we were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. This ain't just
0: humans going after the apostles. These are demons, spiritual entities, Mm -hmm. agents of Satan, disembodied spirits of the Nephilim, earth spirits, wicked spirits, witchcraft, sorceries, constantly going after the men and women of God. Right. and you're in danger every hour and you withstand that danger, that you might keep the law of the Lord perfectly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what's pleasing to God. Hallelujah. That's what you want to be when you separate from this mortal body. Mm-hmm. Therefore, this is the teaching concerning them. First, there's seven ways also with them. First of all, They shall see with great joy the glory of him who receives them, for they shall have rest in seven orders.
1: And then we can read Romans 14, 17 that says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Ah, I'm excited.
0: Ah, That's great. (laughs) That's perfect.
1: So the first
0: order... Because they have striven with great effort, okay? It's, it's a trial, folks. This, this cheesy, easy-peasy, free grace, easy grace, once saved, always saved. I said a prayer at Calvary Chapel. I raised my hand. And I said, Lord, and then I went my merry on way. That don't cut it. That don't cut it. You can't go out and be a homosexual and live in sin and then say you're a Christian and be in Christ. You've got to repent of sin. The first order, because they have striven with great effort, striven with great effort to overcome, overcome the evil thought, which was formed with them. Folks, this is heavy right here.
1: Yes, it is.
0: That it might not lead them astray from life unto death. There is an evil thought in all of us. There is a duality of nature. We live in a fallen world. And when that serpent came unto Eve in the Garden of Eden and beguiled her and then Adam followed suit, we lost our first estate in that Garden of God. And became in these flesh suits in this matrix fault system of the serpent. Mm. And we have a duality in our nature. We have a human part of our nature that's seated in our soul. Our very soul intertwined. Tangled and rooted in us. And that is part of our human nature. Our flesh that we have to overcome. That evil. Which is enmity with God. God. Yes. And how do we overcome that? That's where people get confused. How do they overcome
1: it? With the blood of the lamb and our testimony and that we do not love our life unto death.
0: Amen. And that's in the book of Revelation. When you're in that white robe and the palm branches and you're being rewarded and singing praises to God, you are those who ever overcome through one, his work, the blood of the lamb. Amen. That is nothing. You didn't do that. Mm -mm. He did it. But this is what you do by the word of your testimony.
1: Exactly. It's what the blood of God, the blood of Jesus Christ did for you. That is your testimony.
0: Amen. That is your testimony. Mm -hmm. And then that last part is that you loved not your life. Unto death. Unto death.
1: Amen. Oh, beautiful.
0: You get it right there is everything you need to know. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the first order because they have striven with great effort to overcome the evil thought which was formed in them that it might not lead them astray from life into death, Mm. right? What life? Eternal life into what death? Eternal death. Mm.
1: Dear Jesus.
0: All right. The second order, because they see the perplexity in which the souls of the ungodly wander and the punishment that awaits them. That's the second order. There's no tears anymore. You see, just like they see your treasures in heaven and your habitations and you're kept in peace, you see them and their punishment. Yeah. You can see all of them. Mm -hmm. The third order that they see the witness which he who formed them, that's God, bears concerning them. That while they were alive, they kept the law which was given to them in trust. So God's God's saying, yes, well done, my good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. Enter ye into the glory of the Lord. Yes, hallelujah. You get it? Verse 95, the fourth order, they understand the rest, which they now enjoy. Mm. Being gathered into their chambers, just like their habitations, right? Their chambers. You know what? Jesus left and he told his disciples, I leave, but I'm coming back. I'm going to my father and I'm preparing a place for you.
1: My father has many
0: mansions. Yes, it's translated mansions, but they are houses and habitations Mm -hmm. and chains. He has many, and I'm coming back and I'm preparing a place for you. Oh,
1: thank you, Jesus. So what,
0: where I am, you could be also. Thank you, Lord. Paul says to be out of the body is to be present with the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's only for the believers, folks. Thank
1: you, Lord. Thank you.
0: The fourth order, they understand the rest which they now enjoy being gathered into their chambers and guarded by angels mm. in profound quiet. Oh. Peace, my friends, and the glory which awaits them in the last days. So instead of torment and disquiet and, oh, they did looking at the light going, oh my gosh, this is what awaits our souls.
2: Mm.
0: It's peace and quiet and you see the glory that awaits them in the last days. This is what all happens before the end of time. This is what happens when you die in Christ as a believer, folks.
1: And this is what the cross worked out for us. Amen.
0: This was the plan. This
1: is his grace. Yep. His
0: grace. Amen. Amen. So we're no longer going into shul or the underworld and being held captive. Captives have been set free,
1: folks. Yeah.
0: Game over. Verse 96, the fifth order, they rejoice that they have now escaped what is corruptible, okay? We're now out of these stupid bodies. We're out of the flesh suits and shall inherit what is to come. And besides, they see the straits and toil from which they have been delivered. You you see the life that that you've been delivered from. You You see the earth you've been delivered from and the spacious liberty which... They are to receive and enjoy an immortality.
1: Now, 1 Corinthians fifteen Ooh. fifty-three through 57 reads, For this perishable must put on the imperishable, and this mortal must put on immortality. But when this perishable will have put on the imperishable, and this mortal will have put on immortality, then will come about the saying that is written... Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.
2: Mm.
0: Paul knew all of this stuff. And that's why when he writes it in his letters, all the scholars and the theologians and all the seminary uh Professors and students are confused. What did he mean? Well, it's right here. It's right here. It's the insight of the word that counts. Not just knowing the words, it's the insight of the word, which is given by the Holy Spirit. That's another mm -hmm. topic. Mm. The sixth order is when it is shown to them how their face is to shine like the sun and how they are to be made like the light of the stars being incorruptible from then on. That's and what you just read.
1: And Matthew 13, says, then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father, and he who has ears, let him hear.
0: Praise the Lord. Verse 98, the seventh order which is greater than All that have been mentioned, this is the coup de grace, because they shall rejoice with boldness, like confidence, right? Mm -hmm. And shall be confident without confusion. See, it's just the opposite. Without confusion and shall be glad without fear. Oh, good. That they hasten to behold the face of him whom they served in life. And from whom they are to receive the reward would be glorified. So you have boldness. You're confident. You're not confused, and you have no fear. And you want to see the face of God in His only begotten. Oh yes. Holy moly, folks.
1: That's what I want.
0: Yeah. And doesn't that sound like Paul when Paul was writing his letters? That you mm-hmm. you know he always talks about have boldness in Christ that you'll be confident as hit at his appearing, mm-hmm. his parousia. Yes. Come on. Oof. This is this is meat. This is so meaty. I am so full. Mm. My spiritual belly is about to explode, Miss Kapow. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> yes. Verse 99. This is the order of the souls of the righteous as henceforth is announced. And the aforesaid are the ways of torment. Which are those who would not give heed shall suffer hereafter. So, this is true, folks. This passage here that we just read to you is absolutely what happens. And verse 100 I answered and said, Will time therefore be given to the souls after they have been separated from the bodies to see what you have described to me? And he said, they shall have freedom for seven days so that during these seven days they shall see the things of which you have been told and afterwards they shall be gathered in their habitations and we're stopping right there because we'll go address that next week
2: mm-hmm.
0: and we'll talk about that And because Ezra then asks another question. If I have found favor in your sight, please show me some more. Whether on the day of judgment, the righteous will be able to intercede for the ungodly or to entreat the most high for them. Prayer for the dead. And that's what we'll start talking about. But we're going to end this. And the deal is he's asking at death when people are separated from the bodies, the righteous separate bodies, like they described, will they have, will they, um, have freedom you know, to see these things? And he is told there's freedom from seven days that they may see all of the stuff that I just told you about. And then you go to your habitations and be in profound quiet,
2: mm.
0: okay? So if you die in Christ, you're not wandering to earth as a ghost. You're not, don't be talking to the dead, Try to get your dead mama and your dead daddy to come back and, you know, talk to you from heaven. Uh, and if you're, you're, your dead mommy and daddy are not Christians, definitely don't try to, get them they're not ghosts they're not wandering this earth they're wandering in a place of torment mm. and there's nothing you can do about it if that's the case if you're a believer and they were not a believer and um but see that's the harsh realities of this stuff and that's why it has to be preached and it was preached before because now there's some people that say oh i don't talk, i don't like that fire and brimstone stuff folks it is fire and brimstone
1: It's the reality.
0: It's the reality. Yeah, because this is not the reality. If you understand that that's the reality, then you avoid those things. It has to be fire and brimstone.
1: That's what it is. Mm -hmm. And that's why our churches are doing a a disservice to everyone by not talking about hell
0: and eternal
1: life. Not talking about sin and God's holiness and his righteousness. They're doing a disservice.
0: And they're actually sending their congregations and everybody else who listens to them, they're actually sending them to that place of torment, Mm -hmm. actually sending them.
1: But now's the day for salvation. Ask God to show you the things in your heart that are not pleasing to him and then repent of those things and then fill that part with truth.
0: Get ready. Got to get ready. Let's
1: get, re- let's get ready.
0: You got, you've got to submit everything to Christ and you've got to become a new person. You've got to become a new man and a new woman. You've got to become a new creature. And in that vein, I wrote a song called I Become a New Man. Yeah. And it's Ta-ding. about, being. and it is about Ms. Kapow and I becoming new people. That's what this song is about and about everybody else who submits to Christ and becomes a new creature. But it's specifically about us. And I wrote this song and I'm going to play it for you right now. And it will be available for sale I think June 8th. July 8th, I'm sorry. July 8th will be available. It could be pre-ordered now but it, it'll be available to stream and buy. All right?
1: oh right to you Good night. Good night. Yeah.